when I'm not drinking bourbon or writing blues songs. I listen to the Sean Geek Podcast over on seanmcginnity.ca and you should too. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I actually like I should have caught all this banter, but whatever. Um, welcome to the Sean Geek Podcast with your host, Sean Geek and Password Fingers. Yes. And today we have brought back Chadwick Ginther. Hey, you're Father, gamer, music welcome. lover, and uh impeccable hair uh care. <laughs> And uh, another follically challenged. Uh... <laughs> but did, so I, I'm curious. You, you're uh, it's it's you are married, right? Because I know you have a girlfriend or marriage. I can't remember if it's. Yeah. So your significant other, if you had hair, would they be? Ah, uh, yuck! Like, what, like, what would they? How would they react? Uh. Like long hair again, or, or just hair? hair in general? Uh, I, I don't think uh, I don't think she'd mind. Uh, we got together when I still uh, I guess I, I had like the Astro Boy haircut. Okay, uh, like it's sort of a faux hawk kind of thing, and yeah, yeah. pointy in the front and kind of pointy in the back, and didn't seem to mind that. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't really miss buying pomade. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Todd? What if? Uh, what oh, if she Donda? loves. She loves- she loves the bald head. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was her thing. She wanted someone tall, bald, and could play guitar. So she, uh, she got all three. Yeah. Yeah. So she's up. Yeah. So the hair wasn't, uh, wasn't. The hair. I've uh, through, through COVID cause I work from home. I've been uh, being incredibly lazy with the razor and um, <laughs> somebody's like, so are we going for celibacy month or not? <laughs> <laughs> I will go shave right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I was definitely letting my beard get out of hand for the first part of it because I, I still hadn't I hadn't really trimmed my my winter beard back ah. uh, yet when this all started, and then it was sort of a well, let's just see how long this goes because I don't have to go. <laughs> I'm not working in person right now, so who cares? Nice. So, yeah. so how so did you have it like down here like ZZ Top? It wasn't wasn't quite ZZ Top level, but you could definitely get a good handful uh, if you needed to get my attention. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> come <awesome>. here. <laughs> <laughs> um, did, were, were, so were you you were working from home then? Uh, for the first start uh, part of it, and then uh, was just home as a lot of people in, in COVID days were, I'm sure. So yeah, um, yeah. Doing, doing all right, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of glad that I didn't have to be out in the public for a lot of the early days. Oh, no kidding. Sure. No kidding. I'm, um, yeah, I, I'm still working from home. <laughs> and it, uh, I actually had to set up like a proper office because it's like, okay, I was working at the kitchen table and then I'm working in the bedroom. Then I'm working, uh, <laughs> I had at one point I was working off of my, uh, uh, my bench in my gym. 
is like I need a something permanent. So now I have a permanent office, which became the podcast office, which is gonna nice. lie action figures and trades like there's a whole bookshelf on that side with all my gaming books and a bunch more trades and music stuff and now it's like this is my cave i got a man cave now I love yeah when, uh, when we were looking for our, our new place that was one thing that was kind of non-negotiable was i wanted a i wanted an office so that i could have all my all my gaming stuff in one spot all my reference books in another and you know the the writing brag shelf and and all that uh, you know all the published anthologies and books and stuff all in one zone do you guys have the exact same bookshelf yeah we do actually <laughs> it is the same I, I don't have a bookshelf yeah. <laughs> not in here you've got your rack of guitars. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if the ikea kalax holds uh holds vinyl i don't know if it's tall enough um but i know tons of uh it might tons be. of gamers use this as their uh oh, yeah. the style their go-to it's perfect. It's the exact perfect size. I get all my uh, all my gaming stuff here. But I was uh, I was there was a a dude on on, um, on Twitter that uh, he's an old fr- he's a friend of mine, and his gaming shelf is just like ridiculously beautiful. I just nerded out looking at it. Put lights on it or anything? Uh, he used to have display cases and stuff for his action figures and stuff. But yeah, it was crazy, hmm. crazy. So I, I was actually trying to pull up the the last time you were on here. I think we just May, I think. Uh almost a little over a year ago. Oh, okay. So it was in the middle of uh all that stuff. Yeah, I think it was uh, re- relatively early days. Yeah, my uh the website's not working very good today. I've been having an argument with the um the uh podcast provider. We had a little tete a tete. Uh, today didn't actually go very well um yeah <laughs> i don't even want to get into it I'm, I'm pretty pretty salty at the moment but um i before we get it we, we got some stuff i wanted to talk about but i i want i wanted to check in on you and and what's where are you at are you are you working on something right now uh i'm working on a kind of a bunch of short stories uh I, I was not doing a lot of writing kind of after end of June last year. And uh, just recently uh, I made a, I made a Trello board of all of my in progress uh, <laughs> projects. And it was kind of, it, it was kind of embarrassing how many short stories I have started over the years and haven't gotten around to finishing and, and all of that. So I kind of, there's a, a gaming guy I follow on Twitter and he had his project management uh, strategy and he sort of has it. He said he had a Trello board and he breaks it down into now, next, eventually, and potentially. And so oh, I kind of went through everything I've started writing wise and stuck it into one of those four categories. So I'm kind of trying to work. It's called a Trello board. I, I'm actually, yeah, I, I want to look Trello, into this. It's just a, it's just a web app. You, it, uh, I've used it for gaming related stuff, uh, like gaming world building. Yep. Um, I've used, uh, used it for writing as, uh, like a scene breakdown okay. kind of thing. Um, you know, like you can have like a separate column for each chapter and then all the scenes in your chapter kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm um, using, sorry. um, God, what's, I forget the name of the app that I'm using. I'm using a writing app. Um, God, when I started doing it, cause I was just using like Microsoft, different Microsoft programs to, to organize stuff. And then I just, I found this app that. Wow, the name's escaping me. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really liking Trello for this right now, but I realized that I had like easily 10 things I could categorize in my, in my now um, category. So I'm, I'm, I'm working on, uh, I'm working on some games writing. Uh, I've got uh, three short stories that I am consciously trying to finish right now. And then uh, I've got a couple of uh, one, one book that is kind of in a edit, rewrite polish phase and one book that's in a finished drafting phase okay so like are, are you uh, you're not with a publisher at the moment though are you or are you uh, no you i am uh, i'm just trying to find a new uh new publisher uh for graveyard mind and the potential sequel that's one of my drafting books i've got about seventy thousand words in the sequel so i'm trying to okay. find a new home for that series nice um, i'm trying to do something for next year because next year is going to be the 10th anniversary of Thunder Road, my first book. Wow. So I, I want to do, I can't believe how that crept up on me, but uh, I want to do ten something years? for, that's some for uh, 10 years of Thunder Road. Um, Man, don't know what that'll be yet. <clears throat> oh, you mean these, this book series? Yeah, that's the one. Um, I'm actually missing the first one. I borrowed the first one from Corey, Corey Taves. And then, uh, I picked up the other two and I just never went back and bought the first one, but I got, I, I gotta go buy it. Yeah. Corey, uh, I, uh, I tuckerized him in the third book and he yes. was so mad that I made him a smoker. <laughs> he would be, he would be. Yeah. He's pretty anti-smoking that guy. Um, yeah. He, he showed it out uh, at a at Keycon. He, he showed it out across uh, one of the rooms that, that Thunder Road sucks. And I'm like, that's a good way to die in my, in my third book. And he's like, oh my God, really? <laughs> yeah, he's been, uh, he, he, what a weird guy. He's actually been um, made famous, like, well, not, like, not just in your book, but like multiple instances of media. Like people have taken his likeness and done shit with it. It's, it's bizarre like and he knows I, I, uh, I worked with him worked with him years ago and uh, when he did uh, did security at McNally yeah so that was how that was how I met him but uh, yeah. you should uh, you should check he's, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's he's on the show often enough but now he started up his own podcast which is actually really awesome he's uh, it's uh, it's geek music. He's finding geek music and interviewing the artists that uh, make geek music. So some, some filkers, some uh, kind of parody sort of artists, but you know, the kind of artists you see playing at KeyCon sort of thing. Right. And yeah, it's, cool. yeah, he's, he's doing really well with that. So and he's an amazing interviewer. <laughs> he kicks, he kicks our butts. That's for sure. But um, do you want to, I, do you want to get into this? So I, I don't know how much prep I put a lot of prep into it. I don't know how much prep Todd put in. Todd hates homework. I don't do homework, <laughs> but uh, um, did, we, we want to talk soundtracks and I wanted it to be as vague as possible for soundtracks. Um, so we just got ample time to talk about what we want to talk about with soundtracks. What, if I say the word soundtrack to you, what's the first thing that comes to mind? The crow. <laughs> that was the first soundtrack i think that was number important. one on my list i'll tick that off that is on my <laughs> list as well uh todd have you heard the crow soundtrack no it's amazing it is like like i think 
that soundtrack changed everything that came after every soundtrack that came after it, it, it kind of it's it kind of stole from that general idea like there was a movie called judgment night they were kind of just doing weird just weird eclectic that was the, that was the hip-hop metal uh yeah Mac soundtrack right yeah. yeah which was like you know they really popularized mix mixing a hip-hop artist with uh, metal it was like but there was a lot of soundtracks around that time that were just like just crazy good but well, yeah that's top gun Yours is Top Gun? Yeah. And why? Uh, like what's the what's the big draw there? It's you? an adrenaline it's a it's kind of like an adrenaline ru- adrenaline rush. I guess when they when they do the you know the main the main song and then Berlin's in there. Uh, there's there's quite a few songs that uh, that are pretty good. It's Wednesday so it's whiskey night. Wednesday. Whiskey Wednesdays. Wednesdays. <laughs> I uh it's it's been a long week. <laughs> well, usually it's wine. So what's so Wednesdays you you switch over or oh uh, no, I just got tired of the wine. I, oh, okay. I, was, I was trying to be highfalutin and drinking wine, you know, kind of be cool. You know, people drink wine, they're cool. But that goes right to my head. Yeah. I can't drink wine. Yeah, I'll be <laughs> flat out after one glass. But uh yeah, so so what is it? So what you, you so the Berlin song is that like you you like that tune? Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Pretty yeah. good. It's one of those. It's one of those feeling type songs, I guess. So you get one that pumps you up, and one of them is just kind of one of those. Um, you know, you, you could buy those KTEL uh, records back in the day when they had uh, '80s love songs, or they had, you know, pop or rock or whatever. They all had their own well, genres. I think you mentioned mentioned like, like those those two songs though, like like you know, like Danger Zone and then Take yep. Breath Away. Like that's one of the things that I love about soundtracks is that tonal difference that can be so wild between artists and style of music or you know but still feel like a piece i think that's one of the things that it's the the writer in me i guess it's kind of like an anthology right like you're trying to assemble works by all these different creators but they've got to feel like they belong together and right. then there's got to be a flow and uh yeah that's one of, i think that's one of the things that i love about soundtracks i think one of the things that the crow did very well um and that's that was one of the reasons why I think sound like soundtrack soundtracks and soundtracking and music became important in my creative process. But the crow also came out right around when music was like most important thing in my life. Kind of like, Ah, like growing up in a small town and starting to read like alternative press and some of those magazines that were showing, showcasing artists that I didn't hear on the radio or wasn't hearing about in my hometown. Oh yeah. Kind of like that with like, it became like, you know, this prospector gold mining dig like there, and there was just so many artists. Look what I found here. Yeah. So many artists yeah. that came out of the crow where I'm like, I've never heard of you. And now I want to hear everything you've ever done. Yep. Uh, the pump up the volume soundtrack was, it was a similar. Damn it. Our list is our list identical or what? Like what's going on here? <laughs> That's my number two. Like that was that was how uh, that was how I heard about the Pixies for the first time. Are you a Pixies fan? Oh yeah. No way. Okay, that's yeah. my favorite band of all time. Probably. Like hands down. Ooh, I love the Pixies. Uh, I I came 
uh, I heard about the Pixies from Pump Up the Volume. Yep. And then I tried to get a Pixies album from the Radio Shack in Morden, which was what you had to do. <laughs> and it wasn't in any, they're like, there's no such band as the Pixies. And I'm like, but they're in this movie. Like I yeah, swear they're the biggest thing they're on the planet if they're on a soundtrack. I mean, come on. I've heard this song. It's called Wave of Mutilation. And I need to hear it again. And they're like, well, I don't know what to tell you. And so then a friend in university kept trying to explain the Pixies to me. And I'm like, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound like a thing I would like. Yeah, and then right. I found a Frank Black solo album. Loved oh. that and backtracked. Oh, so you did like the Frank Black? I Teenager of the Year, I love okay. it. I, it, it. It's not for I everybody. Like I, I find some people might like the Pixies, but might not like Frank Black on his own. Yeah, no, uh, I, uh, I really, really came to the Pixies through the Frank Black solo stuff. Wow, cool. Even though I heard uh, Wave of Mutilation first. Um, yeah, and I, I love how different some of his solo stuff is from the Pixies. Um, you know, like even like the stuff with the Catholics that, uh, that oh, is yeah. a little bit more, uh, you know, kind of bluesy rock. And um, I don't know, he just, he's a, he's a storyteller. And, and I like that about him. He has the best song on the Powder Puff Girl soundtrack. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Honestly, I have I have that soundtrack and I bought it because well guess yep. who's on it. Yeah, Todd, that's Tolly, why don't you throw another one at us? Modus operandi. Uh yeah. if Ranch Nails or Ministry or something like someone like that was on a soundtrack, I'm buying it just for that one that one song. Oh happen. god, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Todd, what's uh let's throw another one at us. Uh Twister. But the only one that I remember is Respect the Wind the one at the very end and you just crank up the tunes or you just that's crank the one the that's volume. more that's the one that's more um score like right yeah more like a score song yeah yeah it's, it's, and yeah, it's just it's eddie more, right i think that one's just eddie and alex i don't know if it's eddie and alex alone but it's it's definitely eddie i don't know if uh the whole if that was the whole crew or not are you familiar with that one chadwick uh, I've seen Twister many times, but uh, I don't think the soundtrack really imprinted on me. Yeah, Van Hill uh, were hired says, to, to score the film. Oh, it was actually written and produced by Eddie and Alex. Yeah, yeah, and performed by Eddie and Alex. Yeah, and they just they had the one song, uh, "Humans Being." Right, that was was that part of that movie? Uh, they had a, they had a couple of like song songs on there, but but I mean, yeah, they did a lot yeah. of scoring there too. Humans Being is on there, yeah. Yeah, so they scored Eddie scored a movie. <laughs> which which seems it makes sense to me, but it still seems totally out of left field. Well, well I mean, if you would have asked me like when Pretty Hate Machine came out, if Trent Reznor was ever gonna do like scoring for films, yeah, right? Absolutely like, not. Absolutely not. Okay, so uh, let's I, so, so let's stun Todd here, because Todd I, I don't think Todd is very familiar with Nine Inch Nails or Trent Reznor. But um, he, he came out in the 90s, uh, kind of um, just heavy, lots of keyboards, lots of tracking. He was, uh, he was known to, to use 99 tracks in a studio and uh, kind of nihilistic in sound. And uh, he, he like came out like during the whole 90s, uh, like ministry and bands like that were, were, were breaking and now he does movie soundtracks. He did the social network, which was that Facebook movie. Yeah, he did the uh, American remake of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. 
Oh, I didn't uh, realize he did that one. Yeah, I think with uh, what his his co-composer is it Attic- Atticus Finch? Attic- that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, he did. The, yeah, that no, that is right. But yeah, he's doing soundtrack stuff, and his soundtrack stuff is really good. Mm-hmm. Like it's really good, but you wouldn't expect it from just rah, 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 rah. like it's just yeah. His his score his scores are great. Chad, why Chad, why don't you throw another one at us? Uh, okay, uh, Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. I put I'll put those in tandem. Yeah. Um, oh, and like full of full of. Uh, tracks that feel like I should have heard on the radio for most of them and that, but never did, you know, like they had that sort of like, they're so catchy. You feel like I should know this song. Yeah. But I didn't, you know, most of them I hadn't heard before. And uh, that was also where um, that was a huge point in my mixtape evolution, because that was where (laughs) Uh, the movie clips would start showing up on soundtracks. And so like I started, I started uh, like, uh, you know, jacking the my tape player into uh, you know the VCR and like you know obsessively uh, pausing and you Are know you recording. Well, you, so you make a mixtape and, and insert stuff. Movie clips. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh man, I spent so much time doing that. <laughs> <laughs> we just actually just I think it was just last week we were talking about um, recording back in the days before VCRs. Uh, Todd would have his tape recorder in front of the TV and smoking the Bennett beyond. He'd just record the audio. Cause that's all you could do back then. Yeah. And we would just listen to the movie. Yeah. yeah. I had a, I had a friend who, uh, who recorded, uh, uh, star Wars that way. And oh, we would yeah. just like listen to star Wars. It was kind of like the, like those old, like storybooks that had some of the movie in them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he just had like a couple of cassette tapes of star Wars that he had, dubbed off the tv just holding holding the the player up to the up to the television i remember i did that for uh when terminator the first terminator came out i actually recorded a bunch of it because i had this big dream that i was going to draw a comic book for the whole movie and i was trying to remember the sequence because you can buy a film script back then or anything like that so i was actually going to draw the movie from memory because back then you couldn't you couldn't really buy movies either it was very, very expensive to buy one. I remember the first movie I bought was $85 uh, on VHS because yeah. you didn't buy movies back then. You rent it only, right? Yeah, so, video stores bought them. That was it. Yeah, yeah. So you'd rent it and you maybe get a weekend out of it and you'd you know, just cram as many viewings in as you could. People don't do that anymore. They watch a movie once and move on. Oh, I, I rewatch and rewatch so many of the, the comfort reads. Like, Yeah. Or comfort watches, I guess. But yeah, and a lot of them are still back from that that old era. I, re- I recently rewatched *Romancing the Stone*, uh, which held up remarkably well. Did it? I yeah. used to love that movie, but I probably haven't seen it in like fifteen years or so. Yeah, I, I still really enjoyed it. Uh, a little, a couple parts were a little bit dated, but I think it was it, for 1984. It held up really well. Uh, I might have to go back and revisit. I. I miss that era of that type of film. I don't think we really see anything to that extent. Jumanji kind of came close maybe, but yeah, we're not seeing that kind of thing anymore. It's, I don't know, that kind of serial pulp serial sort of stuff. Uh, I'm going to throw another soundtrack here. This is, um, 
This is a, a more recent one, but it's a Rob's going to Japan. Familiar with that one? It's not a film. Nope. Damn, it's from the movie. Oh my God, I'm already forgetting the movie now. Rob, I'm typing this to Japan. I will tell you the story of this. Uh, it is from the film. Wow, I, I thought I had good notes here. Oh my God, what's it from? J.J. Uh, Abrams film, uh, Monsters in L.A., Cloverfield. Oh, okay. So I don't know if you, uh, you've, have you seen the movie? I have seen Cloverfield, but it's been quite a while. So in the film, Rob, the character Rob, he's going to go to Japan. So they have a kind of a party for him, you know, kind of a going away party, and they make a mix for him for when he leaves. And this is the mix they released. And it's called the Rob's Going to Japan Party Mix. And they actually released it. And it's got some amazing stuff on there. It's got, um, and again, it's one of those, it's one of those, it's kind of like when Pulp Fiction came out and Reservoir Dogs were like, I don't know who that is, but this is like super freaking catchy. Um, but it's got like, so bands like OK Go, hmm. we're kind of a bit mainstream now. Uh, but it's got like gold frap on that. Like, who's that? Uh, Coconut Records, Scissors for Lefty, The Vapors, Parliament. I think you know what Parliament is. Uh, of Montreal's on there. That's pretty damn cool. Um, and But you hear every one of these songs like, were these hits? Because I feel like they were, but it's like that whole, I'm sure I've heard this before. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's fantastic. And um, if you want something to listen to that just gets you pumped, like that one's just awesome. And it's, and you wouldn't know it's the soundtrack. I don't think anywhere, like even where I'm looking here, it doesn't see anything that it's from that movie, but it's not from the movie. It's from the party that they had in the movie, but it's not part of the soundtrack. Well, it, it is. It's a soundtrack though, but it's not, it's the soundtrack for what was playing at the party. That's it. <laughs> so, which is really bizarre, but yeah, it, like I, it, it, it's awesome. Like I discovered a lot of bands from there. So, and also, you know, you go back and it reminds you, Parliament, they were freaking cool. You know? But, yeah, anyway. Terminator 2. Guns N' Roses, You Could Be Mine. Another high-octane, you know. Those are the type of songs I like and the ones I, that I remember <laughs> because they're, they're hard-driving songs. And that was during the chase when they had the motorcycles and they are the guy went to the ATM machine and took out a bunch of money. Do you recall, Chadwick? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Have you uh, seen Terminator 2? <laughs> I have seen Terminator 2. I saw it in the theater. I saw it, maybe not the weekend it came out, because okay. who knows when it actually got to Morton, but I saw it in, I saw it in the theater. Oh, yeah, I saw it in theaters. Yeah. What yeah. is the longest... Say, say if you bought, like, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, they've got Volume 1, Volume 2. What is... The longest, or not the longest, what movie has the most soundtracks? Do you know? I tried looking it up, but it's just giving me... Because there's movie, the longest a lot of movies those. will have the score and have the soundtrack. Right. Um, I think, you know what, like probably Buffy, the TV show Buffy, they had soundtracks per year. 
And if you want to hear like up and coming bands, bands that were really cool, hearing them before they were deemed cool. Um, the breeders were, you know, actually performed on Buffy. You know, this the not the spinoff, but sort of like the spinoff of the Pixies were, you know, they, but they they released multiple soundtracks, and that's the only show or movie or anything that I know released multiple. And all that stuff's great. That's actually on my list. The the Buffy stuff was great. Now is it released yeah. by season? Yeah. So season one, here's the soundtracks. Yeah. Season two, here's the soundtracks. Because they broke a lot of music every season. Like they're always breaking new bands. And often they'd be going to I haven't watched Buffy in a long time, but there was the bar that they always went to. I can't remember what it's called. But there would often be a band playing there. Mm-hmm. And it's a you know. I don't know. A lot of cool stuff. Well, and, and you know, Nerdcore uh, Zero Nerf Herder uh, did the opening theme music. Yes, Bobby. that's right. Nerf Herder, yeah. Nerf Herder had a song, Todd, called Van Halen, where they. Van Halen about... did not like that song. No. <laughs> it's where they bitched about Sammy Hagar. Oh. <laughs> I got to send it to you. It's awesome. They're just like, Van Halen's the best in the world. And then Van, it became, well, Sammy Hagar joined. Van Hagar. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I love I love Nerf Herder. I had a, I have a couple of their CDs. They had a yeah, they had first two CDs. Yeah, good song called Spock, uh, Nose Ring Girl. Oh man, just yeah, nerdcore. Like, is that is is that the term nerdcore? I think, I think that is that is the term. Yeah. Um, oh man, I gotta go back and listen to them again. Do you know uh, if Weird Al ever made it to a soundtrack on any movie? The Transformers movie. Uh, Dare to be stupid is on there. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, the animated one from the eighties. Um, uh, pretty sure that he did some songs on on the UHF movie, naturally. But oh, yeah, of course. I, I feel like he. I feel like he's turned up in a few in a few places. Yeah. Are you Are you familiar with the band Ghost? I don't think so. They're borderline nerdcore band. They are huge. They uh, they have a shtick. It's kind of it feels almost guarish in some respects, but their whole shtick is they are a group of Satan worshippers. They're not really. They're just pretending to be. And a lot of the songs they do and perform are um, they're mocking uh, Satanism basically, but they're not really. Like they're all in character. But for the longest time, I was sure that, and, and they all wear masks, so you don't know who they are. But they were like an all-star band, but no one knew who was in the band. And the singer sounds just like Weird Al. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, Weird Al wanted to do something a little more serious. But how, how could he? If you wanted to put a serious album out, you just couldn't do it. No. Right? No, but, there'd be a riot, I think. Yeah, but if he did something like this, like Ghost... I'm like, this would be perfect. It's his perfect out. And no one will ever find out who they are. Ends up, eventually they got unmasked. There was issues with them traveling to to the United States from where they were from. And, you know, visas and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Like, eventually, you, you, you can't be secret. Kiss, Kiss couldn't exist nowadays with secret identities. Like, it just, you know, that no, sort of thing yeah. just doesn't happen anymore. Do you know well, if he's been on The that. Singer yet? Like the Mass Singer show? Yeah. 
Because, I mean, if you wanted to be serious and he would totally, yeah, you know, everyone would be like, who is that? Like the voice kind of sounds familiar, but totally different music. Do you, do you know the mass Singer, Chadwick? No. <laughs> I, uh, I haven't watched it yet. I, it, someone goes on the show and they wear a mask and they sing. And then the whole, what, what's the, Todd, like can you fill us in a bit? Well, there's like a panel of three people, I guess, and they have to try and guess who it is, who they think it is. And if they don't guess, or they don't get it right, then they come back the next week. I oh, believe. so they so okay, so it's every week until they're till they're found out. I believe so. I've only really seen it once, just kind of in passing, but looked pretty cool. I bet you Hetfield cool. would do it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. The ghost uh, kind of reminds me of. Uh, have you seen uh, the Cybertronic Spree? No. They're, they're a nerd band that dresses up as Transformers. So they're in oh, like... Oh, Boston. them. Okay, no, I've yeah. seen them. Yeah, yeah, no, I have yeah, seen they, them. Okay. They, uh, yeah, they cover the, the Transformers uh, movie soundtrack and they've done like the Raccoons theme song and the Ghostbusters theme song. They're awesome. So much fun. Um, one of my favorite... Are you... Okay, so, all right. Since we're on that train, <laughs> let's get on this train here. I'm going to do a share screen in a sec. Um Todd, talk. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't multitask here for some reason. I was just trying to think of another soundtrack, but uh, I was, the Van Halen ones. I was. There was one called. Uh, it, it was a. It was a skiing movie. Oh, is that Better Off Dead? With everybody wants some. Yeah, I think that's the one. Yeah, that's one of my. That's one Better of my all time. Favorite movie uses of the Van Halen song. I love that movie. Yeah, uh, John Cusack. Yeah. What? Like, he's kind of yeah. I kinda know like, this. Kind of. He's flipping burgers, and he kind of like goes a, goes a little bit off, and like this animated hamburger shows up and starts playing <laughs> Van Halen. <laughs> yeah, I gotta see this. As a Van Halen fan, I don't, I, I can't understand why I didn't know about this. Yeah. Okay, oh but, man, I, I love that song. That's one. That's one of my favorite Van Halen songs. So, when did that ahead. come out? That that was like in uh, eighty, very very early eighties, I think. Yeah, yeah, I watched that way too young because I kept uh, I kept asking uh, what real drugs were because you know his friend couldn't find real drugs in their town. And... Is that like a <laughs> brand of Cheetos or? Yeah. <laughs> Is that a flavor of Old Dutch? <laughs> and that concludes part one of our interview chat with Chadwick Ginther, author of the Thunder Road trilogy, as well as Graveyard Mind. Uh, he's going to be back next week for part two.